show. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040, WHO. Hour number three of the best Iowa Hawkeye call-in show on the planet. Been around for, what, 25, 26, 30 years? As long as I can remember. Long time. I know. And we're hosting it. How that cool amazing? is that? It's so cool, man. So lucky. Uh, we, we are very, very lucky to get to do this each and every week. And Rob wants to know on Twitter at SoundOffWHO, will we get a bowl game sound off next month from you guys? I would plan on it. We've done bowl game sound offs the last several years. I would have no reason, not, especially if it's a Friday game at three o'clock in the afternoon. Absolutely, that means we'll be going till eleven thirty midnight. Keep Sean sign, off Tinder again. Sign me up for those. A Friday night, Sean going to be tindering from the top of the iHeartRadio Metroplex. Here, Are you kidding me? <laughs> done. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio ten forty WHO. Don? Don? Oh, hello. Hello. Hi, Don. Yeah, finally I can hear you. I got a a, a question, and then I'm going to hit you with some trivia, uh, trivia bit. Get? Uh, first, you know, we had the quasi-fake punt during Ohio State. Yes. Who was the punter for that? That was Colton Rastetter. It was Rastetter. Yep. I thought maybe it was the freshman and and uh, Kirk benched him for doing Yeah, that would have made sense, I think, I, Don, if that were the case. Okay. Well, the one record I hope the Hawks never see broken, even equaled, um, in the early days, Francis X. Laudiber took the Hawks to a 0-11 and record uh, in, I think, uh, the early 60s. You can, you can check it, and it could be tied, of course, and now that we have 12 games, it could be broken. Let's hope that never happens. <laughs> Done. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate okay, it, sir. Thank you. Boy, those would be bleak sound offs, wouldn't they, Travis? They would be, wouldn't they? Very, very bleak. Uh, hey, Andrus wants to correct us, and maybe our targeting call of, of Jules going back to last season. So Jules didn't have a targeting this year. He sustained an injury against Illinois that kept him out uh, against Northwestern. I thought that early in the season, I thought North Texas or Iowa State, there was a targeting early in the game, and we lost him. Am I making that? that was that last year? Maybe it was last Jeez. year. Jeez. Wow. Hey, Sean, you're sitting on your head. That was last year that happened? Holy cow. That happens to us, right? I, guess I mean, like the years run did. into one another. Wow. We apologize for that, by the way. Just saying. Oh, okay. Uh, Tyron says, I love it when the Hawkeyes forget to take their bipolar meds. Damn, he says. Man, when this team plays like this, it's so much fun, isn't it? It is. I mean, just, Last week was not a lot of fun. No, it wasn't. Last week was group therapy. And first half of this game was sometimes not fun. You, you felt that momentum switch a little bit. You felt like they... I would say most of the... Yeah, you're, you're right. Most of the first half. Yeah. yeah. It was a fast first half, it seemed like. Really fast second quarter. When you go back and watch it, that first quarter drug on a little bit. That second quarter absolutely flew by. What's the most impressive stat from you today? 330 rushing yards. Well, 313 is the net, right? Yeah. So I'll take that. 313 rushing yards. Now, I know Nebraska doesn't have a great rushing defense. They've been gouged like that before. 
What's yours? Uh, that was the exact same one. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, in running the football. Um, you know, I see a lot of teams spread it out. I see, you know, fast pace. I thought, I still thought Iowa could have picked the tempo a little bit, but when you're scoring in 36 seconds or whatever, I mean, mm. they, 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 that third quarter is not going to happen on a regular basis. Yeah, um, no doubt about that. Um, right. But the the fact that I was able to establish the run, they controlled the clock, had the ball 33 minutes and nine seconds. Um, that that 313 yards of rushing, but again. I, I don't mean to say sound negative. How how indicative is that of the Iowa running game? I mean, I Nebraska gave up 400 yards of rushing to to Minnesota. Right. You know. I mean, I guess what we can say is, well, you were supposed to be able to run the football against Nebraska, and you did just that. How about red zone uh, conversion? That was something a couple weeks ago we talked about that the Hawks were uh, near the bottom of college football in scoring percentage in the red zone today. The Hawks were six of seven in the red zone. That's real impressive. That's a really good number. Yeah. So see some other ones. The three interceptions obviously jump out at me. I didn't expect that. Tanner Lee had that big problem early in the season. Had a couple of games where he just unloaded three or four interceptions. Was common early in the year. He had really fixed those problems. I'm happy to see this Hawkeye team not only come away with three picks, Travis, but when you Look at what that secondary was comprised of. For the majority of the game, you had Hankins and Geno Stone, two freshmen out there. That's that's another impressive stat for me. I like the punt returns. Matt Van, and again, nothing impressive here, but in context, 17-yard punt return and a 12-yard punt return seemed like 40-yard punt returns for this team. That 17-yarder especially. Man, Vandenberg scatting for 17 yards, that just seemed like Another one of those deals you're screaming well, at the TV. And, and I don't have it where he fielded it, but let's let's use this as an example. You field the ball at the ten and get seventeen yards. That's a lot better than starting at the ten, like they've yeah, been doing. Right. I mean, it just changes the whole outlook of a drive. Mm-hmm. Now we've seen we saw it earlier in the year. We've seen a lot from this Iowa team. I I, I mean, Smith Marset made a horrible mistake on the kickoff where he went out of bounds at, yes. on the one. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was a dumb play. Should have let it go, but Iowa goes ninety nine yards. That the ability to, that impresses me too. That that first drive that's great. That's a good one. Um, what was impressive where they go uh, fifteen plays, ninety nine yards, seven minutes, eighteen seconds. Another one that won't get, I don't think too many people will point this out. It's not a game changer by any stretch, but an impressive stat. Miguel Racinos is an impressive kicker. Six touchbacks today. And one of those touchbacks came from a, the 20-yard line after the Noah Fant penalty as he as he leapt into the end zone. So those are just some of them that I kind of circled uh, as I was going through this. And the one that we haven't mentioned, the Smith-Marset kick return talk about him stepping out of bounds at the one yard line he also had what was maybe one of the most exciting kickoff returns we've seen all season when he carried it 74 yards there so yeah so good uh, and bad. lots of good numbers uh from the hawks today and the most important number is the 56 14 final score as iowa beats nebraska in the final regular season game of the season iowa ends the season seven and five four and five in the big 10 so now what happens well, it's up in the air. and You're going to hear a lot of people saying a lot of different things. Uh, we just don't know yet. The, you would want to believe it's going to be the Music City Bowl in Nashville. However, if Indiana wins tomorrow against Purdue, that could change things up because of that rule 
that says, well, you can't send a team to too many places too many times. So they got to mix it up just for the sake of mixing it up. And do you like that? No, I don't. No, no. And I said it when they announced that. You know, I'm sure for that those one percent of Hawkeye fans that travel to every single bowl game, I'm sure this is a huge thing for them. Like, man, this is awesome. Every seven years, I know I'm going to be going to a new town. Yeah, and and celebrating the holidays in some other place. That's kind of cool. No, I, I want the Hawkeyes to go to the bowl game they've earned the right to go to. So, you know, you end up with this season. You shouldn't go to a, a worse bowl game than Indiana. Shouldn't happen. So if you end up at the Foster Farms Bowl and Indiana, because of this rule, ends up playing at Nashville, yeah, I'm gonna. that's going to be pretty good evidence that it's a stupid thing to do. I, but. If I had to rate the Bulls right now, they, let, let, let's throw the four out there, right? Okay. You've got the uh, the Music City Bowl. Yep. You've got the Holiday Bowl. Yep. You've got the Pinstripe Bowl. Yep. You've got the Foster Farms Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rate those right now. Okay. Uh, Music City's number one. Yes. Holiday's number two. Yes. Pinstripe's number three. No. Yes. Okay. And the Foster Farms is number four. I'm a huge Yankee fan. Love. Listen, I, I, to go to Yankee Stadium would be... I've been to Yankee Stadium, so I, I mean, that's not like bucket list. But if we were able to go there and be a part of this... Uh, watch the Hawkeyes play at Yankee Stadium. That'd be awesome. That pinstripes the why, fourth. Why do you, pinstripes fourth on this list. But why do you think that? Because I, I'm going, talking from my personal. Why do you? And that's think, exactly what I'm doing here okay. too. Going to Yankee Stadium, rather going to New York between the holidays. No, thank you. The amount of money that that's going to cost Hawkeye fans to try to get there. San Francisco's stay, not cheap. Not there. Not anywhere near what New York is this time of year. Stay in Newark. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> stay in New Jersey. Be just fine. Be great. Hey, that's I'm, my point. I'm, I'm coming up with cost-saving options here. Well, that's if you have to start coming up with cost-saving options like stay in Newark, then you lose. That drops you down a peg. I, I see, and I find San Francisco to be somewhat pretentious, somewhat um, uh, just as expensive as New York City. Uh, so I, I guess I look at it as, as a fan, would I rather go see Foster Farms is chicken, right? Isn't it chicken? Uh, I'd rather go see the Pinstripe Bowl and go to Yankee Stadium and spend a little extra money okay. than go to the Foster Farm Well, you've Farms got Bowl. it. Why not? Oh, yeah. Loaded. <laughs> Loaded. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> now, you're not doing me any favors now. You know I that, go out right? to San Francisco. I'm going to have to go see where that Bohemian Grove thing is. Don't know about Bohemian Grove. No. Oh, it's like a secret society. It's amazing. It's oh, like is that where they go up in the trees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've I've read about that. Yeah. Like, Sounds. like you can't be a politician to be a part of it, right? You can't. Well, no, I think you, I think politicians are a big part of it. Or, the, but you can't be a sitting president. Maybe that could be. it. Yeah, you can't. You, it's either like you have been, or you. They're the influence. Yeah, you know all about it. See, yeah, I knew I I knew I'd, I knew I'd find something there. <laughs> Two eight four ten four. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored. And the Hawks looking to take a two-touchdown lead. Butler fight for the goal line. Over! Touchdown! Touchdown, Iowa! The Butler did it! James Butler, 12 <laughs> yards and a score. Oh, you've been waiting to say that all oh, year. Oh, you've been, pra- I've been saving you've been that one. practicing That's that all year. has got some mold on it. Yeah. I've been waiting so long to... <laughs> 
Gary Dolphin and Ed Podolak on the call. I didn't hear that the first time. That's <laughs> got some mold on it. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, uh, that, see, here's the deal. This is how this works. Gary says something like, ah, the butler did it, and I roll my eyes. I go, oh, Dolph, come on, man. But then you hear the interaction. Yeah. Ah, you've been, that, you've been holding on to that one, haven't you? God, that baby had mold on it. That's a good line, Gary. Very good line, Gary. Gary's probably driving across the state of Iowa right now, isn't he? Uh, man, if yeah, probably, I guess. If you've got dolphin money, don't you just stay in a hotel? You might. And Ed's probably going back to Colorado. He was halfway there. Well, here's the other thing. You had, uh, this is the end of the regular season, so they've pro- they got a month off here. Ed's probably going to Costa Rica. You're right. You're right. So maybe there's a big send-off happening in the Omaha area right now. Maybe Ed and Gary, you know, like maybe they got off and Ed said, hey, I'm getting ready to hike that plane down to South America. Why don't you just enjoy a couple cocktails with me tonight? We'll Did talk Costa about- Rica get nailed by the hurricane, though? No. No? Not, no, I don't think so. Okay, I, I don't know. I just had to ask. No, I think they're okay. Okay, they're, they're okay down there? I don't so you, Brett Bielema was fired as he was walking off the the field today. Yeah, interim AD stopped apparently stops him on the field from from what Brett Bielema is claiming and tells him you're not going to be coming yeah. back next year. Which my reply was said, thanks for letting me know. Uh, I'll go ahead and have that my buyout check written by the time I'm done with my press conference. Exactly right. That's what you say, and that's and I, I've been on Facebook tonight re- reading a lot of stuff. And it's interesting because I shared something the other day on my Facebook page. Somebody upset about, you know, coaches getting bought out. And somebody just wrote on Facebook, hey, no more. How about coaching contracts based on performance? No more golden parachutes. And he was referring to the Nebraska situation where Nebraska now will be paying out like $16.3 million worth of contracts. Bo Pelini is still getting paid. Out. Well, I mean, it's no different than Charlie Weiss, right? But this is still incredible. It, 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 I mean, that, but that just shows you how much money there is in college athletics, yeah. as you've preached for a long time. The reason – the bonuses are based on performance. If you want the coach you want, you can't laden it with the performance-based – contract because they're not going to take it people want guaranteed money um so let's look at the florida situation they're going to get pretty desperate especially if chip kelly goes to ucla um look at the nebraska situation they they've they've played their cards right they've said scott frost is their guy they have no negotiating power whatsoever now they may have a threshold where they say we 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 can't do that but don't be surprised now if Scott Frost starts making five, five and a half million dollars a year. Uh, more than that. Yeah. Travis, he's going to make more than that. Um, let's see. He'll make over six. Very good possibly. Yeah, yeah, right around that, that term. All right. So we know Florida, Nebraska, Tennessee, A&M, Arkansas. Which one well, am I someone hasn't there? been fired yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. We know Florida, Tennessee, A&M, and Arkansas. And really, I'm not sure Nebraska should be. Nebraska may be in that Arkansas, Tennessee range. They're not Florida. Florida's the best job available there. Is it? Let me tell you why I don't think it is. And the reason, um, you're, you're right, from a recruiting standpoint it is. Facility standpoint, it's not there. And that was Jim McElwain's hmm. biggest beef with the university where he, found, where he fell out of favor almost after year one because they didn't come through with their promises as far as facilities go. 
You know, we make fun of the facilities race. We call it the arms race in college football. They, legit. It's legit. Yeah. And if you don't have the facilities in place and the infrastructure to compete with those bells and whistles, you are at a competitive disadvantage. Now, can Florida build that stuff? You bet. They've got the money to do that. But they have not made that investment yet. A&M the best job on that list? I think A&M's the okay. best job on that You've list. You've always raved about that place. You say it's the coolest place to watch it, a college football game. It is by far my yeah. favorite place to watch a college football game. Now, they've got the recruiting base of Texas. You're in the SEC. That's also the negative because being in the SEC, it's going to be but it's going to be hard to compete. But we have to assume this too. Nick Saban's not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. And is Alabama success because it's Alabama or is Alabama success because it's Nick Saban? I think I'm going to say it's because it's Nick Saban. Because Alabama played revolving door until they got Nick Saban. Yeah, good point. You know? And Nick Saban won at LSU. A lot of people say that Les Miles won his national title with with Nick Saban players. Here's the benefit to going to Tennessee and Arkansas right now. You're, you, you can't be as hated as the guys that just left those jobs. I don't know if Bielema was that hated by the fan base. Don't think so? Um, You know why? Because he, he never... He was always on board with Woe Pig Suey. He was yeah, always that's true. That's you know, true. Yeah. He, you know, he bought in right away he when he got in. down there. Yeah, and that's and good I point. think you no, know, I think unfortunately, kind of like Paul Roach, the stick gets old. You know, but I don't think he was as hated as some guy. Like Mike Riley is not hated at Nebraska. You know why he's not hated? Because he's a nice guy. Because he's not Bo Pelini. That's exactly this is right. kind of my point with taking this job at Arkansas. Yeah, you're kind of the Mike Riley here, and you're not coming in with all those expectations. Whoever comes in next year is going to be considered a nicer guy than Bielema and is probably going to win more games than Bielema did. So that's a, that's an attractive job there at Arkansas. Well, you've, have you ever been to Fayetteville? No. It's a, it's a beautiful campus, beautiful stadium. They have the infrastructure in place. But again, you're in the toughest conference in the toughest division. And that's why. So I'd put Texas A&M you know, ahead of the Arkansas the, job. The, I've heard this a lot when we were talking about UCLA. Another job we hadn't put on there. Yeah, but you know what? They've, ne- they've never flown the money out there. You're right. Now the reason Chip Kelly's interested in the UCLA job over Florida is because listen, he had a show cost for 18 months, right? That that's gone now. But he knows he can go compete in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that Chip Kelly thinks he can compete in the SEC. And smart coaches have set themselves up for success. Absolutely right. You've mentioned a couple times, though, Nick Saban. And Tennessee, When it, obviously you'd mentioned that also. Uh, bad news, even if you're going to UCLA, if your goal is to win a national title, Nick Saban's going to be on that roadmap somewhere. Yeah. So if you're at Arkansas, Tennessee, A&M, UCLA, Nebraska, if, you're, if your real goal is to win national titles and all these new coaches, that's what their, their goal should be at every one of these schools eventually, that's, it's on the road. Okay, Ole Miss is also open. That's another one written down. Okay, let, let me ask Man, you this. this is crazy. Right now, of the hottest names in coaching, who's the hottest name out there? Scott Frost. I, I would agree 100% yep. with you. After that, sure, Chip Kelly's out there. You're not hearing Mark Helfrich get any you know, love, and he's the guy that took over you for Chip his name Kelly. hasn't been thrown around in any of these as Les Miles? You know why? It's ages. Somebody's too damn old. You're not going to get a Power 5 job anymore. Great point. I mean... Is it right? But look at the way. I mean, Lincoln Riley is younger than you, Ross, and is coaching Oklahoma. Yeah, but I've done all right with my life. Like, don't, don't say it like that. I mean, I feel like I'm doing okay. So we bring up the coaching jobs, and also we bring up Alabama and the national title. Boy, Miami falls today. We'll talk about that college football playoff poll when we come back on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off.
Fox News Radio. I'm Jill Nato. Egyptian officials say a local ISIS branch is to blame for an attack on a mosque that left at least 235 people dead. Militants targeting a crowded mosque in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula, setting off explosives and firing guns during Friday prayers. President Trump using the incident to push his own immigration policies at home, tweeting, quote, We have to get tougher and smarter than ever before, and we will. Need the wall, need the ban. Fox's Lauren Blanchard. Time magazine disputing President Trump's claim that he turned down the magazine's choice to be person of the year. The president had said Time told him he would probably get the title, and that probably wasn't good enough, so he said no. But the magazine is now saying it doesn't comment on its pick until it's published. Fox News, we report, you decide. Turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLN. News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. Actually, got a question coming in on uh, on Facebook. I didn't hear either of you talk about this tonight. How could the same Iowa team that did so well against Ohio State and Nebraska and sandwiched between those two games uh, a couple of duds? Uh, we, and that's from, from Bill. Bill, I, I wish I had an answer to that. And it comes down to execution, comes down to focus, it comes down to opponent, opponent. But but you shouldn't play poorly against Purdue, but you do, and it, it is hard to explain. It's baffling, and I think that's what drives Iowa fans yeah, nuts. No doubt about that, right, Travis? That that inconsistency, the inability to put a finger on it. You know, if you had, if Nate Stanley went out and threw four interceptions against Purdue, we'd all be able to go, well, you know, those things happen. Yeah. If you had uh, major injuries before the game, if a player, uh, you know, a star player had been suspended, something. If there'd been, you know, a, a lightning strike in the locker room before the game, we'd all be able to go, ah, that explains it. Now we know why the guys weren't focused. Now, after that game on senior night, we heard the players come out and say, "Yeah, they just wanted it more than we did. They just were they were more aggressive. They came out of the locker room ready to play, and we didn't on senior night." So that stuff was it's really frustrating. But it's all of those things, man. We use this analogy all the time, Travis. I think it's a really good one. You're talking about a stew. It's a recipe of stuff. There's a bunch of things that go into the pot, and it's two sides. It's not just what's happening with the Iowa Hawkeyes. It's not just those freshman guards or freshman tackles, rather, um, having up and down days like all of us did when we were 18 and 19 years old, physically and emotionally. Sometimes a 2.30 kickoff or a 3 o'clock kickoff is hard to keep your body ready to go for. And there's just a billion little things that come into it. The dropped passes. I mean, if you, if you want to look at one stat that really is a difference between today's game and those losses to Wisconsin and Purdue, look at that. Look at dropped passes. Uh, quarterback pressures on Nate Stanley. The offensive line did a much better job of protecting him today. Now, again, is that all because the, those five guys had their best game? No, Nebraska isn't as good as those other teams. Yeah. They didn't come with as much pressure. They didn't come with the right pressure in the right spots. So there's so much stuff. It's impossible to just put your finger in the air and say, me, 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 I know the answer, and it's this one thing. Even Coach Ferentz can't do that. Guys getting paid millions of dollars to be able to do that. He even came away from those Purdue games with scratching his head, saying, "I don't get it." Rob on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. And by the way, we're still taking phone calls two eight four ten forty two eight four ten forty. We're still taking tweets at SoundOffWHO. 
Question for both of you. Best Hawkeye player this year, both sides of the ball, and why? How many of our guys will get uh, selected in the upcoming NFL draft, and do these potential draft picks sit our bowl game? No, that no. You don't have anybody that is a guaranteed high first, first round, round draft pick, pick yeah. that is going to sit the bowl game because of an injury could knock them down. I don't think that happens at all. Yeah. Um, let's see. The first part of that: best player on both sides of the ball for the season. Does he want us to select one player or two players? No, I think he's thinking an offensive player and a defensive player. Yeah. Defensively, there's only two options here. Josie Josh Jewell Jack- and Josh, Josh Jackson. Jackson. Right. And I think you could make a really solid argument for either one of those guys. If you're only going to give me one of them, I'm taking Josie Jewell. But you could really talk me into Josh Jackson pretty easily on this one. Offensively, that's a much How better How much of question. Josh Jackson's picks altered games? Oh, d- drastically. But... With Josie Jewell, you're talking about a guy that in, what, eight of these 12 games, nine of these 12 games had double-digit tackles. Led the team in tackles in almost every one of those games. So, And, and quite frankly, that the defense is kind of built for that, yeah. to funnel it towards him. Offensively, best player on this team, the one guy, if you were going to start over, the one guy you'd say, I got to have on that offense – you know, I think the easy answer is probably Noah Fant because he is such a mismatch nightmare. I mean, nine touchdowns in in under thirty catches—that's a pretty good, pretty good return on investment there. Noah Fant would be a really good one. You know who I'm going to go with offensively? I'm going with Nate Stanley. Really? I am. I'm kind of shocked by that. Um, for the most part, been pretty consistent. Yeah, um, with that. you are a, the leader of this offense. Not once this year, Ross, when you have a new quarterback situation, did we hear, bring in Tyler Wiegers. You're right about that. Um, yeah. I think, now, was he perfect? No. Audible still need work. But he got the job done and and was never a bipolar quarterback from week to week. He He, he gave you... Pretty much the the same thing each and every That's week. That's good. I, I I'll agree with that. Yeah, I mean because it would be easy to go to Wadley, and you're right. It'd be easy to go to Fan, but you still need you still need somebody under center who has the mindset to make it happen. And I know maybe it's low hanging fruit to take the quarterback, but you you can't win with with a bad quarterback. I wish Travis I could take one of those offensive linemen. We just didn't see the consistency yeah. out of him this year. I would say most James of Stanley's problems one to take. Were, were when the offensive line was not consistent. Completely agree with you on that. Yeah, so that'd be it's tough to do that. That's a fun game. Yeah, I mean that's a great question, Rob. Darth Vader, I love that Darth Vader. Who's top? Who are the top five coaching candidates at this time? Frost, Campbell, Chip. Lots of good jobs available. You think Campbell goes? You think Campbell leaves Iowa State this year? Real talk, right no, now. I don't. I don't. You, have you noticed he's kind of dropped off the the, the talking board a little bit? Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, and I'm not good with names. Uh, Scott Frost to me is the hottest name in coaching right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the young guys, Chip Kelly's popular because he's available, and he'll he'll people will take a chance on him. Uh, the coach at SMU is going to be a hot commodity. I forget what his name is. The coach at Memphis is going to be a hot commodity. I forget what his name is. Now, is it fair? Because those are always dangerous ones. At least the guy at SMU has built... Uh, Chad Morris Chad Morris, yes. Yep. A lot of people think he could go to Texas A&M. He's built what has happened at SMU, which is a very hard job by himself. The guy at Memphis, um, don't have his name real quick, 
Um, that that one worries me a little bit because you're winning off of Fuentes' players because he's only been there two years. But those guys are going to be the hot names right now. But Frost and Chip Kelly, by far the two hottest names. Mike Norvell. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, I'm trying to think who – I mean, Matt Campbell, obviously, and – if they beat Kansas State tomorrow, that that could pick up a little bit more because it would give Iowa State eight wins. Yeah. But, you know, I, I try to look and see who's going to take that Tennessee job. Who who wants that dumpster fire? <laughs> and, I, and I'm dead serious. Who wants that job? They're all good jobs, Travis. They, we, this we, might, we, have seven, we have seven jobs written down now. Nebraska's in this list. UCLA, Florida, Nebraska, Tennessee, A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Those are all good jobs. You could have, if Texas Tech gets beat tonight, yeah, does, does Kingsbury, Kingsbury Kingsbury book, would job. have only five wins. Texas Tech would not go to a bowl. Does he get fired? We're keeping an eye on that, by the way. Right now, Texas is up 23-20 in that game. But it's in the fourth quarter, still a little over 11 minutes to play, so a lot could happen. Let's go to Brett. Brett, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, guys, how you doing? Great, Great. show. Thank, Thank you, sir. Great show. You guys are awesome. Hey, uh, getting to that offensive and defensive players, how about uh, what would you think of that Sean, we- Sean, I'm sorry, Sean Welsh and yeah. Welsh and uh, Wadley? Them two, got it. them two guys have been there. I know they've had their bumps, but I tell you, them two, uh, Wadley coming back for his senior year was big for us, and uh, I think he needs to deserves a pat on the back for that. No doubt about yeah. that. Wad- yeah. Wadley's a great one, Brett, with his offense right. wouldn't have moved. Uh, without right. him, he was the playmaker of this team with, at the beginning of the season. And I have no problem with Sean Welsh. He had a great interview. Yeah. I'm not sure if you got a chance to hear this, Brett. He was actually on with Gary and Ed. Uh, he was there. I'm going to screw up the sponsor. Player of the game. There you go, player of the game. I was trying to get the sponsor Good. in there, Travis. Good. I was so happy for him to beat, for him and Daniels, you know, to beat Ohio State this year. Yeah. That's awesome for that, for him and Daniels. And then, and then you know, defense, you know, we got to go with Jackson and, and, uh, and, uh, Jewel. Jewel, right, right. Them two guys are our, our guts and glory, you know, and stuff. And and uh, I think that's yeah. I, I tell you, I you know I hated losing to what Northwestern and Purdue, but you know I tell you, I'm proud. I'm proud of the Hawkeyes. I'm proud. They you know they run a good program and a super program. They're good. They're good guys. They they visit the hospital and stuff. And I tell you, they go a long way. It's I'm just I'm 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 I'm. Win or lose, I'll always be a Hawkeye. That's uh, that's for sure. Amen, Brett. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for the Go phone Hawks. call, sir. But I tell you guys, good job, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks a lot. We think we do a good job. It's really nice to hear it from other people. Yeah, it is. You know, because well, whoever texted in doesn't like me, though. So oh, yeah, oh, because you see, you were silly enough today to have that screen up in front of you. That is the WHO text line. Yes, it's got the first line too. says "Dump Travis." That's hard to hear sometimes. Plays with your ego. Plays with your brain. They don't say dump Ross. They like me. That's true. Nobody likes me. <laughs> Why don't people like me? Am I not a likable person, Sean? I like you. Even though I pick on you? No, absolutely. Oh. I love you, man. I look up Ross to you. is looking at me. I don't like you. <laughs> my dad doesn't like you. Yeah, we know your dad doesn't I like, like you. My dad, my dad is, is, he's still up in the air about you. Breakfast went a long way. Yeah. You went and had breakfast yeah. with us, and that was a good thing. Tell him the 23 flavor story, okay? I will tell him the 23 <laughs> flavor story. When we get back, maybe we'll tell our listeners the 23 flavor story. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. <laughs> Not on WHO. <laughs>
Oh, we can tell it on KXNO, but we can't tell it on WHO? Yeah, these people, they don't know me here. What do you mean, these people? <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> what <do> you mean? <laughs> <laughs> 400. Stop. 1040, 284. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Wadley runs through a linebacker tackle. He's down the near sideline. Out of bounds. Fumbles the ball inbounds. And it's picked up by Amir Smith-Marset for another five yards. That was a weird play. It was also huge that the Hawks got that back. Great play by Smith-Marset to continue racing down the field and trying to get involved with the play. And then he happens to be there. It bounces into his hands. Yeah, terrific. You know, that was in the second quarter, Ross, when... (laughs) Big second quarter there, man. 284-1040, 284-1040. 284-1040, let's go to Robert. Robert, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. What's up? Good evening, lads. Northbound, I-35. Ames in the rearview mirror. Quick question for your producer and the owners of the Blowtorch. Safety first, boys. We need another hour of this broadcast. We can get home safe. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, we were just racing in the background here trying to make sure that we can uh, replay this Hawkeye broadcast for you right at 11 o'clock. So we're, uh, we're, we're trying to make sure that we're, we stick to the boss's schedule here. It's a beautiful thing, lads. I appreciate you being on the line. Keeps us all getting where we got to go. Thanks, Thanks Robert. Robert. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. man. Drive safe. Go Hawks. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. What's up? Ooh. Ryan, you there? Gentlemen, hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm burning fire. I'm I'm celebrating the Hawks' victory. It's been a roller coaster season. And I wanna I wanna I want you guys to weigh in on. I'm trying to defend the Hawks. Trying to defend Brian, our offensive coordinator right now. Okay. I'm predicting we're gonna win the Big Ten championship next year. Back me up. Now, Ryan, listen, I, I'll back you up on this. I mean, obviously we can do this right now. We can go out on these limbs. The schedule is manageable next year. There's, You've got a lot of your skill positions returning. The offensive line's bringing back a bunch of dudes. The only real position group that we have question marks at is linebacker. Now, that's those are big question marks at a very big position. So I don't want to put too many carts in front of the horse here, but uh, this – Things look good right now. The well, future does look good for this Hawkeye team. And, Ryan, uh, you were probably still drinking that bush light before you called in, but uh, in hour number one, or I, I still I asked Ross what was his win total for next year. We both came up with nine. Yeah. And, and to me, if you're getting nine wins next year, um, that should put you at a pretty good spot in the, in the Big Ten West. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say they win the overall Big Ten title, but, again, early, early looking at the schedule, playing preseason prognosticator, uh, I have no doubt that I was going to be one of the favorites for the West next year. Gentlemen, we'll see you in Indy. See, see you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Pete, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, good show. I uh, just wanted to mention on TV they threw up the graphic about you know the 140-some wins for both uh, Coach Fry and yep. Coach Friends, and they were sort of amazed. They They actually said they weren't sure if it would ever happen again where a couple coaches, one being, you know, the, the lead and the other one sort of the student, uh, would ever happen again. Hmm. Well, I, I don't I, I don't think it will. Don't wait. I, yeah. I just don't think I and I don't know if anybody and because, Pete, the coaching profession will eat you up. I mean oh, yeah. Nick Saban has even said, Geez, how much more do I have to feed the beast? Do I why do I have to keep year in and year out 
if if he loses one game, they they want him gone. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's, and it's it's nasty. It's amazing the the I guess the coaching tree. You've got uh, Alvarez that came out of that program up at Wisconsin. You've got Coach Snyder. You got Stoops um, boys that that came out of there, and even uh, and I I they did mention something on TV about it. Uh, the uh, Bobby Elliott, and he was a tremendous coach. You know, he just—it was so sad that that he had his medical problems yep. over the years. Yep. All right, Pete. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Shane. Shane, welcome to the Jeff's Barbecue Sound. What's up, Shane? What's going on, guys? How much? Hey, just wanted to say, thought this season was uh, interesting. A lot of people had us peg at seven and five. Ultimately, that's where we ended up. Um, but I think that the way we got to seven and five was a little bit interesting. I don't think anybody foresaw it going the way that it did. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, and that is the life of an Iowa fan, I suppose. Uh, one week you're riding on cloud nine after beating Ohio State, and the next week you are in the dumps after yourself, losing to Purdue. Beside yourself after <laughs> losing to Purdue. So, I will say the ride home from Lincoln right now is a lot more fun than the ride home from Iowa City last week. Hmm. But uh, when all is said and done, I think a lot of things that we did this year set us up nicely. Uh, we got to replace a few linebackers next year, but yeah. excited about the offense and what we got coming back there. And uh, hey, it's the life of an Iowa fan. So look forward to next year. Appreciate it, Shane. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, guys. 284-1040. As you heard, coming up right after the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO, a replay of the butt kicking that took place in Lincoln, Nebraska today. Sean, are we good to go with that now? We're ready? Okay, yep. We are locked and loaded, and we're going to be playing the Hawkeye game for the next three hours. Matter of fact, it took three hours and six minutes to be precise. Well, I could have used that information a few minutes ago when we're trying to find the end of that clip. Jeez, thanks. You knew that it took three hours and six minutes? No, I just looked at the... Oh, it's on the thing. It's on the score oh, sheet. Oh, why didn't I think of that? That's where I was the last two commercial breaks. That's why I almost missed that last segment. Is that right? Because I was in there trying to find the end of the broadcast. You would never miss such a segment. Oh, no. Are you kidding And, and me? I think Shane just summed it up the best. It was an interesting Hawkeye season because the way they got to 7-5 to five was unconventional. Hmm. By, by blowing out Ohio State. <laughs> right. You know, we saw we, we saw so many good things this, this year from a... And we saw some bad things, but... At the end of the day, it's a seven and five season. The Hawkeyes get to play in a bowl game, and the future looks bright. We, you know, when before they went twelve and zero that season, coming off that year, they lost into who they lose to Tennessee. Yes, yeah, um, uh, tax the, the future did not look bright. Yeah, um, and. I can I I have a good feeling about Iowa football right now, and, and that's how you know whether change, if necessary, is where do you feel about where the program is heading, and I and I do feel the program is in the right direction. And I do feel that there are good things on the horizon based on schedule, based on the talent we've seen, and, and just based on what's coming back. I, I love the fact that you have a quarterback that's been in place that will be in place for the next two years. Yep. I, I like that. The the, the 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 key pieces of the puzzle are in place, and that's why it's excited to be uh, 
it's, it's going to be exciting for the bowl game, and it's going to be exciting to to watch the 2018 season unfold. Most of Stanley's targets outside of Matt Vandenberg are going to be back. He has a couple good running backs. I, obviously, we're, you're losing Akram Wildley, a guy that will have a special place in Hawkeye Hearts for a long time. You don't get 2,000-yard seasons out of backs all the time. And uh, Torin Young and uh, Amir Smith-Marsmet, or, or rather, I'm sorry, Ivory Kelly-Martin, they will have big shoes to fill next year. I loved what I saw today at the end of the game from those two young men. And now you get these 15 bowl practices, Travis. We, yep. These are invaluable practices, man, to see where these guys are and to get them to progress to that next year. Things looking good. going to be fun. This is where I get a little sappy because this is the last uh, regular season sound off, and it's just my chance to say thank you. Um, this we, we understand that this is a privilege to host this show. Um, and I'm going to be perfectly honest. We don't know if we get to do the show from year to year. Yeah, we don't. But Ross Peterson, I would never do want to do radio dude, with anybody is, other than you. This is so much fun, Travis. I absolutely love it, dude. I'd, I'd um, walk walk through broken glass to do it every week. Twelve weeks goes by fast. We will be back for the bowl game, um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, through through even some of the screaming, the yelling, <laughs> the good times and the bad, we love bringing you sound off each and every week right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. We're AM 1040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. 235 dead in Egypt mosque attack. I'm Jack Callahan, Fox News. It's the worst terror attack in Egypt's history. Rocket-propelled grenades fired into a mosque in the northern Sinai Peninsula. Worshippers who minutes earlier had been gathered for Friday prayers when explosives went off, forcing them to flee. (coughs) Witnesses say the crowd was raked with gunfire as people tried to escape. Ambulances tried to reach the injured, but earlier efforts to do so were also met with a hail of bullets. It's Dominic Whitehorn of our sister network Sky News who reports there is no claim of responsibility yet, but an ISIS affiliate is widely suspected. Police in London thought they were dealing with a terror attack on Friday. People began fleeing the Oxford Circus area in downtown London after reports of gunfire. But after a massive police response, they found no evidence of any shooter. The all-clear was given. In the Republic of Georgia, fire races through a luxury resort along the Black Sea, 11 people killed, more than 20 others injured. All across the U.S., the shopping season has begun. Millions braving the crowds in search of bargains. This is a yearly tradition. All about those sales. Hashtag Black Friday. I was trying to get a TV and stuff, but we got a bunch of other stuff, though, so try to spend money. As I always say, be broke after this. There was also a scuffle reported between shoppers at a mall in Birmingham, Alabama, and outside St. Louis. The mall had to close briefly after demonstrators clashed with police. Macy's reported problems processing credit cards and gift cards for a time on Friday. They say the later the problem was fixed. Two corrections officers at a maximum security prison in central Arkansas held hostage for a time on Friday by a pair of inmates A prison spokesman says the guards suffered cuts and bruises, but both were released after a short time. Fox News, fair and balanced. Temperatures will be cooler than the record highs set on Friday for our Saturday forecast, but still well above average and plenty of sunshine. 55 degrees for the high today. Winds will be light from the west-northwest at 5 miles per hour. Then on Sunday, 60 for the high temperature. It'll be mostly sunny all the way through the weekend and into next week. Monday, 
all the way up to 63. I'm Channel 13 meteorologist Brett McIntyre, and that's your latest news radio 1040 WHO three-day weather forecast. WHO Radio News Time is 105 currently in Des Moines. It's 47 degrees. I'm Channel.